0: Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in my hometown of Nashville, Tennessee, with my new friend Aaron Pennington of Explore Nash. Aaron works in the television and broadcast industry in Nashville and loves the entertainment and music scene here. In this episode, Aaron and I talk about eating 10,000 loveless cafe biscuits a day, local history at the Hermitage and Natchez Trace, and beautiful waterfalls in local state parks. You'll hear these three fun stories, plus so much more in this interview. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Nashville. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Using airline miles and hotel points makes travel affordable, but keeping track of all those loyalty programs can be a challenge. That's why I use award wallet to track my miles and points balances, reservations, and special goodies like free hotel night certificates and airline companion passes. Having everything in one easy-to-use dashboard helps ensure that I don't lose any rewards and makes logging into my accounts super easy. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash award wallet to start your free account.
1: Hey, Aaron. Welcome to the show. Lee, thank you so much for having me today.
0: Today is actually going to be our 99th episode. I started out with the, the first episode of Nashville. You were the final episode before we get to episode 100. So it's kind of come full circle. I've learned a lot about Nashville in the like almost two years I've lived here, but I know you're going to be able to teach me a lot of things that I don't know.
1: If we had enough time, we would talk long enough for it to be episode 100. So, uh, <laughs> no, happy happy to be on episode 99. Congrats on that. That's super cool. I'm looking forward to, binging all of your stuff as well. And uh, happy to talk about Nashville today. Fantastic.
0: So uh, you're like me, we're basically imports into the city. What brought you here? And like, what are some of the things that kind of keep you here?
1: So I came from the world of TV production straight out of college. Uh, I thought Nashville would be a great spot to be in the industry and uh, was definitely right. Before I'm doing what I'm doing now, I did a lot of television production, mostly live video directing with ESPN, with a lot of concerts, conferences, and uh, so I got to see a lot of the, the, the big venues in Nashville, and uh, I got to do a lot of video directing, and got to see a little bit of the city, and uh, worked with some great people, and it really opened my eyes to how thriving Nashville is, and so that was the main thing that kept me here after a few years was seeing the, the potential in Nashville and seeing its its thriving economy, its thriving kind of gig economy. Uh, there's not many other cities that have a gig economy like Nashville, and uh, I, I think it's here to stay. Absolutely.
0: So if you had to describe the city or the people of Nashville in like just
1: a couple of words, how would you do that? So not only my description, but the description of everybody, almost everybody who comes here is friendly. Nashville has been named one of the friendliest cities in the United States. Uh, as well as its neighboring cities have been named some of the best cities in the United States. And so Nashville is friendly. It's a creator city. And we're rivaling other cities like L.A., Chicago, New York, Miami as creator cities. But really, the difference here in Nashville that we've heard from plenty of people around the city who come in and are here to stay is we are friendly, we are giving, and we're we're really open to helping each other. And, And that really describes Nashville in just a few words.
0: Absolutely. I, I feel the same way. It's amazing that as far as like how welcoming everybody is, like you said, everybody's so friendly. And there's not like an error about, you know, some people that are successful. You know, I hear all the stories of like, you know, just walking around and bumping into like country music stars or TV stars or whatever that live here. And they act just normal, right? And, and it's kind of like an unwritten rule. So as I've been learning in Nashville is that you don't make a big deal if you, if you walk into somebody who's a multi-platinum record star, right? They just, they're just somebody that's normal.
1: Yeah, I, I've definitely experienced a lot of that here firsthand, being in the kind of television and concert uh, directing area. It's been interesting to see. You can walk into the green room and see just about anybody. And uh, set up in teardowns of, of events, there are plenty of people here with uh, a lot of notoriety and everything like that. And that's just the city that Nashville has become. And I think it started to be even an escape city for a lot of other maybe NFL, MLB players to have their second home here, for a lot of musicians to have their first or second homes here. And it's definitely an interesting, interesting city, but yeah, you're right that it's one of those unwritten rules that Nashville is the place to be, especially in Franklin, uh, where you can walk around see just about anybody from the, the famous music or TV industry, and you just you let them be because you want it to stay that way. You want it to place a place where the stars can come and hang out and, and uh, they don't have to feel pressure about ducking and hiding or TMZ being anywhere. I, I think <laughs> there's actually been a case where down in Franklin, there were some TMZ people or something like that, and you know the, the city or, or the people quickly took action to make sure that that never happened again. That's super cool.
0: And for the people who, who are listening that don't know where Franklin is, Franklin's like a, like a suburb of Nashville
1: that's just south, maybe about a, about a half an hour. If you drive fast, it's 20 minutes, but uh, normal traffic it's about 30 to 45, depending on uh, what the interstate looks like. Okay. So
0: for the listeners who are interested in coming to Nashville, obviously Nashville has a lot of great things to come and see, music, food, uh, sports, and everything else. If they're planning the visit,
1: uh, what time of year should they think about coming? So the the interesting thing about the last few years is there hasn't been a terrible time to come visit Nashville. But if you had all of the time in the world and you had a proper time to come and visit Nashville, there are two times to visit. And it's kind of like uh, if you're planning a trip to the beach, you don't want it too hot and you don't want it too busy. Those peak times are kind of right after that spring break time, uh, late April, May. And then also right after the busy season of the summer, which is kind of your August, September, October times, Nashville looks super beautiful in the springtime when everything's blooming. And it also looks gorgeous in the fall because of all of the beautiful landscape around Nashville and Tennessee. So those are the ultimate times because Broadway is going to be a little bit less busy. There's usually never a time where it's not busy, uh, except for obviously Uh, During the coronavirus stuff like that was, you know, super barren. But that's when Broadway, you're able to walk around a little bit more and you're able to see every attraction without it to be being too cold. And also you don't have the CMA Fest crowds or the July 4th crowds or uh, any of those people from maybe spring break or, or something like that.
0: Sure. And I'll say this, coming from California, it's obviously way different weather here in Nashville that June, July and like most of August. I would say you know you kind of want to avoid that right with uh, the humidity and things of that nature, uh, and then also it does, it does get a little chilly here in the in the winter time. Uh, occasionally a snow will pop on the ground, and will be gone within a day or two. Like you said, if you want to avoid those type of extreme weather,s I mean, the early spring and uh, late fall is great times.
1: Yeah, and, and there's no perfect time to plan this. Uh, I, I know I went to Gatlinburg, which is about three hours away from Nashville, in late October of 2019 and it was scorching out and uh, so there's there's not a perfect time to plan around the weather in Nashville but at least you're right those temperatures in the summer and the winter hit the extremes and you you really only get a few weeks of those perfect weathers where it's around your 60s 70s low 80s and those are the times to really plan for so see if you can find those averages of when those temperatures are throughout the years and I would definitely make my trip to, to Nashville around then right on okay
0: so when people are planning to come visit uh we we obviously just have the one airport that's here all right the the nashville uh, international airport and the good thing is that airport is continuing to expand we're getting a lot more international service which is great for me that loves to travel and uh, i just can't wait to see what the airport's going to look like when it's fully finished but when people are coming into the airport from there what's the best way for them to get from there to downtown and and seeing all the sites and attractions do they rent a car, public transportation, get an Uber? What's the best way, in your opinion?
1: Okay, so so I have two recommendations. If you are planning to be downtown a lot, I would just get an Uber or a Lyft. I actually like Lyft here in Nashville just a little bit more, but personal preference. And definitely get a Lyft as soon as you step off the runway. Order your Lyft, and you'll be walking about uh, maybe a quarter of a mile to this brand new garage, this colorful multicolored garage that has been built. And it's actually a great organizational system. They have, you know, your a one, your a two, your a three, it's etc. for you to pick where your car is going to end up. So there's really not too much of a mess for getting out of the airport. Don't really rely on bus or Metro transportation, uh, because it's basically non-existent. It does exist, but it's very, very, very far in view between the buses that you will get. And there is a a car rental area on site. The only recommendation I would have is if you are going to rent a car here in Nashville, you're probably wanting to do it because you want to explore some of the state parks in the area, or you want to go down to maybe Franklin, which is what we talked about earlier, about 25, 30 miles away, or you are the kind that just likes to get out and explore in a car generally, which you can do very much here in Nashville. Other than that, if you want to just stay in that downtown core, just get Lyfts or Ubers the entire time. Right on.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree about getting the rental car. Uh, when people are, are kind of picking their hotels as far as where to stay, obviously there are a bunch of different hotels that are downtown near that Broadway area. Should they stay there or, or someplace else?
1: So, hotel prices in Nashville outprice New York City for hotels. So, hotels are not going to be my first recommendation. Airbnbs are going to be my first recommendation for Nashville if you're going to uh, look for that. But if you are looking for hotels, I would not look in downtown. The prices are atrocious. I would look around Elm Hill Pike near the airport and and that Donaldson area that would make your trip from the airport to your hotel rather easy. I would look in uh, West Nashville a little bit, and then I would make your way to downtown for hotels. A lot of people may look further than that, but then if you start to get Ubers and Lyfts, then those tend to get pretty pricey if you move outside of that that maybe 10-mile radius of downtown Nashville. So I would look within 10 to 15 miles of downtown Nashville. If you reach kind of Mount Juliet or Brentwood or kind of your, your Bellevue area, you may have gone a little bit far if you're trying to be in downtown. But Donaldson and the Elm Hill Pike area close to the airport right off Donaldson Pike would be my first suggestion.
0: I agree. It's, I think it's one of those things. If you are wanting to hit the, all the honky tonks and like explore the downtown area, maybe you get a hotel there. So that way you just, you could just walk back and forth from your room for those couple of nights. But if you're going to spend the, say you're here for a week, the rest of the time you're going to be here, you're going to hit, uh, you know, a lot of this, like you said, a lot of state parks and, and all the things that are kind of outside of the downtown area. At that point, you might basically switch your hotel to something that's a little more affordable. Uh, that's not going to be, you know, three, four or $500 a night. Uh, you know, something like that. Right.
1: Right. Exactly. And, you know, funny enough, there are a lot of Airbnbs in the downtown area for some old restored buildings. Uh, There are probably some condos that are on there with Airbnb. And so I I would look at that. Those are probably going to be a little bit cheaper than your downtown downtown hotels. But I will say the downtown hotels look fantastic. They are in spectacular locations. There are a lot of new boutique hotels that have opened up in the Nashville downtown area. And if you're sharing a hotel, the prices are probably not going to be too terrible if you have a group with you. That sounds good. So, okay, so let's talk about some of the ways
0: that, before we get into the attractions, some of the ways that maybe you can save a little bit of money when you're coming here to Nashville.
1: <laughs> Saving money for Nashville. If, if you are doing Nashville on a, a budget um, and you want to save a little money, The first thing that I would recommend is getting the Music City VIP pass. And the Music City VIP pass will allow you to go to several attractions for, uh, I think it's like six or something like that for the price of two or three. It's a fantastic deal. It has all of the right attractions on there. And uh, so that's one of the ways. One of the other ways that you can save money in Nashville is if you plan on going on Broadway downtown, do the, the classic College party way of drinking all of your alcohol in the hotel before and then getting a Lyft or Uber to Broadway and then experiencing Broadway without having to buy fifteen dollar drinks at every bar because those prices are pretty high for drinks in Nashville if you aren't ready for those. And then I think honestly, if you want to experience Nashville, I think renting a car might save you money if you plan on being very active and going around the city. I think I think renting a car will be better than than taking 15 or or 20 Ubers during that trip.
0: Okay, so let's talk about some of the things to do. Uh, Obviously, we have the the downtown Broadway area where all the bars are, the honky-tonks. We have uh, the Predators. We have the Titans. Uh, What are some of your recommendations?
1: So really, Nashville kind of falls into a few categories. You have your entertainment categories, which Nashville is, is really known for, and you hear the most about Nashville. Like you said, Broadway which is just an incredible sight there's not many other places in the world like Broadway that you can experience such a, a tight-knit area of bars and live music um, the the atmosphere is incredible uh, there's a lot of good drinks down there as well um, and then like you said you have the Predators you have we have the, the new soccer team um, we have a triple-A baseball team and then of course we have the Tennessee Titans so entertainment and then, Obviously, concerts at Bridgestone Arena, we have concerts sometimes at Nissan Stadium where the Titans play, and we have concerts at Municipal Auditorium. And sometimes literally all of those things happen at once. And so when that happens, Broadway is crazy. You have concerts at the Ryman Auditorium that sometimes collide with all of this stuff. And so those are really the things to do in the entertainment realm in Nashville. Uh, now, if you want a little bit more low-key entertainment, Nashville has a lot of singer-songwriter rounds to where you can sit at one table for pretty much three or four hours, see a lot of famous singer-songwriters play while you sit there, drink some bourbon wine, have a few uh, bites to eat, and you get to hear the stories behind a lot of the famous songs that were written in Nashville. And there's plen- there are plenty of those venues in in Nashville. City Winery is a fantastic place for that. I think Third and and Lindsley is a great place for that as well. And there's another one that's coming to mind. I can't think of it right now, but there are so many of those kind of laid back music places where it's, it's really quiet and you get to soak in the atmosphere of that artist or that songwriter. And then you get into the history buffs. Now the history buffs get to enjoy Nashville because Nashville is very rich in history within the Revolutionary War, within the Civil War, the War of 1812 with Andrew Jackson. And so we have the Hermitage, which is the property where Andrew Jackson was before he became president, where his wife died, and basically where his estate is. It's not even city run. This is run uh, by a private organization. And so you get to take a tour and learn a lot about Andrew Jackson. We have Bellmead Plantation, where uh, it's, it's fascinating to learn about some of the other old history in Nashville. We have a botanical garden where another prominent family that Cheeks used to live in in Nashville. That's called Cheekwood, and that's on the west end of town. And then you have also another hill, which is a a park that's close to downtown, and you get to explore one of the forts. It's called Fort Negley, and it's a a Civil War fort that has been preserved pretty decently uh, where you get to learn a lot of history about the Civil War in Nashville during the time. So also for your adventures, you've got the Cumberland river. You can go on some lakes near Nashville. We've got a lot of Metro parks for hiking. We have one of the best state park systems in the world. So there are state parks inside of Nashville, as well as within an hour, beautiful waterfalls within an hour, hour and a half of Nashville. So we've got places you can kayak boat fish. I mean, there's really, when you get to thinking about it, there's not a lot that people can't do in Nashville. Yeah. I mean, i I've been here for almost two years and I'm like writing down furiously.
0: I'm like, Oh my God, I, I haven't done this. I haven't done that. You <laughs> know? So that's really awesome. A couple of things that I've, I've heard about, like you mentioned, like the waterfalls, uh, there's a place called fall Creek falls. Can you tell us about that?
1: So fall Creek falls is probably on the list of, for a lot of people as one of the most beautiful state parks, uh, not only beautiful parks for the state of Tennessee and also considered on a national level. And, One of the things that makes it very attractive to a lot of people is the waterfall, which is, I believe, over 210 feet. I think it's close to that. It's very, very large, and you can access it even if you are handicapped. They have ADA walkways to view that waterfall, and so it's one of the first things that you see when you get to the park. So that makes it a very attractive park, and it has tons of beautiful trails that lead down to the bottom of the waterfall, that lead to many other places that look over uh, some valleys of the park that stretch for 20, 30 miles. It's got paths for beginners, intermediate, and expert hikers. And in the fall, just the amount of foliage that's out there is, is absolutely beautiful. So it's a, it's a place for almost all seasons. It looks good in most times of the year. So Fall Creek Falls is a highly coveted destination for a lot of people. That sounds pretty amazing. So, uh, like you mentioned also, there's a lot of history.
0: Uh, you said the hermitage, the Fort Negley, there's also uh, what Fort Cornelia.
1: So there's, it's an interesting place. It's called Cornelia Fort air park. It is an abandoned air park. It's the airport that Patsy Klein, when she uh, died in a, a plane crash, she was flying into Cornelia Fort airport and it became a park after the flood of Nashville in 2010, um, after this humongous rain and uh, one of the dams got released, you know, Nashville just flooded heavily on the, the east and north side of the city, kind of near Opry Mills and Grand Old Opry. But the Cornelia Fort Airport was very close to that. It's where a lot of people for the Grand Old Opry would fly private, they would fly into that air park and then just take a car over to the Grand Old Opry. So after the flood, that airpark was just completely destroyed. A lot of the hangars were, you know, three quarters of the way filled with water, and uh, it, it became abandoned after that. Metro Parks then soon took over and made that field into a park. And there's some playground equipment on there. A lot of that landing strip is is still on there. The runway still on there. So a lot of uh, bicyclists can enjoy their time there. And the, the Greenway on there connects it to Two Rivers Park, which is closer to the Opry Mills area. So it's it's a fantastic place to uh, if you want to run, rollerblade, go on your bike, skateboard, uh, a lot of those places. Well, that sounds really cool.
0: I'm learning so much. Like I said, it's it's been amazing. I've been here two years, and I'm I'm like a like a fanboy right now.
1: <laughs> there's just there's so <laughs> much that I mean I I still get amazed every day at the history that I. I learned about Nashville. It's it's truly incredible. And I'm I'm excited that I get to share it, but I'm more excited that uh, other people could be checking out this history for themselves because it is deep. It goes a long way and it, and it goes to a lot of how it's shaped Nashville.
0: Absolutely. One last one. The Natchez Trace. What is that about?
1: Oh, The Natchez Trace. It is gorgeous. I was actually close to there two days ago. The Natchez Trace is a parkway, it's a federal highway, and it goes from Nashville to Natchez, Mississippi. So I think it's 444 miles. And the reason why it's very significant is there are a lot of Native Americans who used to take a certain trail to come hunt buffalo up in this area. And so that trail is uh, still actually visible uh, off the highway. But they've made the highway so that it follows along on that trail. It goes through a lot of beautiful forests. There are a lot of state parks or federal parks kind of off the beaten path. It's, it's got some history with Lewis and Clark along that highway as well. And so the Natchez Trace is just this big, curvy, beautiful, scenic highway that you can drive for. Hours and hours with if you want to end up 444 miles down the wayside. (laughs) And uh, you can also learn some Lewis and Clark history along the way, some Native American history along the way. It's beautiful in in the fall uh, when all the the leaves are are turning, just because it's surrounded by trees for the entire drive. And uh, it's very windy, but it's also a favorite of uh, cyclists as well. You'll see tons of cyclists on the, the Natchez Trace and it originates close to Bellevue, Tennessee off of Highway 100 next to the infamous Loveless Cafe that's down there off Highway 100.
0: Right on. Well, that's really cool. Like I like I said I'm learning so much. Now, speaking of Loveless, one thing we haven't touched on and we're almost out of time, but I, I can't <laughs> we can't miss out on talking about the the amazing food here in Nashville.
1: No. uh uh-uh.
0: So what's the, what's the Loveless Cafe?
1: So the Loveless Cafe, I mean, it's I think it's over half a century, half a century old. But it's, I think, one of the most renowned breakfast and dinner joints here in, in Nashville. Uh, it's located off Highway 100. They serve over 10,000 biscuits a day. Personally, that's what I love about Loveless is its breakfast scene. I think it's fantastic. And uh, it's just a, a real, when you think of a Southern-style kitchen, a Southern barbecue, Southern just about anything, that's what Loveless serves. And it's just, it's just incredible to go there. Uh, they're open most hours of the day, seven days a week, and uh, they've got a wedding venue on there. They've got a shop where they sell some of their uh, biscuit mixes and a lot of jams and barbecue sauces and rubs and everything like that. So Loveless is a, a very well-renowned place for just comfort food in Nashville. Oh, well, you're making me hungry right now. So <laughs> that's the goal. That's the goal
0: always. One of the things that Nashville's really known for is hot chicken. What's your favorite place for hot chicken?
1: So there are a few places that I I really enjoy hot chicken at, and it kind of depends on what you're in the mood for, and it also depends on your budget. If you are looking for the original hot chicken that started in Nashville, you're going to have to find a place called Prince's. Uh, Their original place actually burned down last year, so there are a few other locations for Prince's. I think 6 Fourth and Peabody, or sixth and Peabody is one of the, the places where they have a mobile setup now. But uh, so that's where the, the OG is. And then uh, my f- two favorite places uh, the first is Party Fowl. The Party Fowl is a great restaurant whose main chef is a New Orleans chef who came up, came up to Nashville, and I love New Orleans food. And so they blend hot chicken into a lot of different dishes, and it also has a New Orleans kind of flavor and style to it, so I really, really enjoy what they've done with hot chicken there. Uh, They have also a hot chicken cob salad, which is just jam-packed with protein, and it is huge, and it's amazing. And uh, also, another place where I love hot chicken is Hattie B's. Hattie B's is probably the most well-known hot chicken place in Nashville. Uh, They're also well-known for their lines, Uh, so a good insider tip for Hattie B's uh, if you want more of that kind of southern comfort hot chicken with sides kind of food then uh you can go there just stand off to the side order online or or order for pickup and then just walk up and pick up your food and you don't have to wait in those lines yeah i hate waiting in line so that's a
0: great tip i you know i, I go to party Fowl. that's usually the one i go to and it explains why they have beignets that are just absolutely amazing for for dessert for the they have that new orleans flavor going in there so that's no, no wonder why they have that
1: Yep, they have a a few other dishes that are in that flavor, but yeah, the the bourbon glazed beignets, that's one of my favorites there as well.
0: Nice. We have time for one last one. We're we're running late, but I I just I can't wait to hear everything about my hometown. Now we have time for one more suggestion on food. What would you say?
1: Oh my gosh. Okay, so there are two places that really, you know, when your body just is craving something, uh, there are two things that my brain constantly will point me back to and uh one is oscar's taco shop oscar's taco shop is growing rapidly it started here in nashville from a family out in california we've met their owner caesar and uh their location on church street in downtown nashville is one of my favorites as well they have one in the nations they have one uh, i think a new one down in like that franklin cool springs area and they have some other ones as well but i'm a sucker for breakfast And so their breakfast burrito and really any of their burritos are amazing. They're always super busy. So order ahead with them as well before you go there. But Oscar's taco shop has, uh, I think they were ranked in the top 20 restaurants in the United States last year. Uh, So they are doing very well and they have a fantastic staff. They're super friendly. It's a local favorite. Everybody loves going there for their lunch hour And then another local favorite of mine, it also is located downtown, but it's not like a a swanky downtown restaurant. It's called Rise. It's a chicken biscuit restaurant. So if you want Chick-fil-A, but you also don't want the line of Chick-fil-A or you just want to try something uh, a little bit different, it's Rise. R-I-S-E. It's located on 5th Street, 5th Avenue, right near Church Street as well. So Oscars and Rise are actually pretty close to each other and they have tremendous options for everybody. If you love chicken biscuits and other breakfast foods, they even have donuts and they have uh, vegetarian and vegan options as well. So uh, you can order on their ahead on their website as well. Uh, so those are kind of my, my two local places that are really just sticking with me over the past few months.
0: Sounds delicious. So Aaron, I really appreciate sharing all these tips for Nashville. I've learned a lot. And like I said, I've lived here for two years. But it's time for the final countdown. So if a traveler only had time for one meal in Nashville, where should they go and what should they eat?
1: Oscars Taco Shop, that's gonna be my recommendation. It is worth getting anything and everything at Oscars.
0: If they had to pick one, what would you recommend?
1: They had to, to pick one item, a burrito. Any uh, chicken burrito, breakfast burrito, chorizo burrito, any kind of burrito, they make them clean, they don't really fall out of your hands, that's what makes it worth it.
0: Okay, and so you lived here for a number of years already, Uh, What's one
1: of your most memorable stories of living here in nashville Uh, i think one of my most memorable memories of nashville so i'm a photographer as well photographer create videos a lot of content as well and Uh, walking around downtown without going to the bars, really just to get a sense of how the city's laid out. I do that in every city uh, and I do that in Nashville as well. It really, really puts a new perspective on how Nashville is. You get to observe the busyness and the the thriving sense of the city without having to uh, be on Broadway and vaguely remember it the next morning. And so that's what I would recommend is, is just walk around in the downtown area day or night and just get a sense for what's around the downtown area.
0: That sounds really cool. Obviously, you know, Nashville has a lot of happy people. We talk about everybody being friendly and everything. What is the happiest
1: happy hour in town? Okay. So the happiest happy hour in town, there are a few that I think would give you a good fun time in the city. George Jones, it's a bar off second street. They have, you know, your normal getting started to drink times, happy hour, 3 PM to 6 PM. I think they do $3 domestics. And $4 Wells, $4 Wine, Uh, so that's a great one. If you want to get out of the downtown area, Five Points Pizza, 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. They have uh, draft beer included with any slice of pizza. I think they have PBR Tall Boys and Miller High Life paired with the pizza for five bucks. And then there's one other one in the Gulch, and that's San And that's 2 to 6 p.m. Half price pitchers of margaritas and buckets of beer. So those are three different areas of town and uh, three different great restaurants and happy hours. Nice.
0: I'm all about the margaritas and buckets of beer.
1: That sounds really yes. good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another one, Rose Pepper in East Nashville is a great one for your margaritas as well. Some of the best margaritas in the city.
0: Oh, that sounds good. I'm going to have to go get me some of that. <laughs> one of the things I always do whenever I travel is check out local pizza. What is the best place for pepperoni pizza in Nashville?
1: there is a place that uh, I I think myself and a few other friends are willing to put money on that this place has better pizza than anywhere in New York City maybe not New York State but New York City and that is Joey's House of Pizza. Joey's House of Pizza is located in a very weird place in (laughs) in Nashville and uh, it's kind of off of Murfreesboro Pike and Elm Hill Pike in Nashville. So kind of your, your Southeast Nashville area, but their family's been, been there for many years. It's a family owned business. They came from New York, but uh, they brought the good pizza with them. Joey's house of pizza has hands down best slice of pepperoni pizza in Nashville. Nice.
0: I haven't, I haven't tried that one yet, so I'm going to have to do that. Now, obviously we're talking about travel
1: and uh, I know you travel quite a bit as well. Uh, what's your best travel tip? So this may just be be me or how I've been ingrained in my brain as a photographer or somebody who likes to see a lot of buildings and landscape. But one of the things I like to do is understand how the city is laid out before I go. Um, That's just kind of how my brain works. And so not only will I get on Google and understand how the city works, the way its streets are are located and where some of the big uh, attractions are located within the city, But also when I get to a city and I have that first few hours of free time, I don't want to go to a bar. Uh, that's not the first place I'll go. Uh, after I drop off my stuff at the hotel, I like to just take my camera and walk around the downtown and really cover as many places as I can just to get a sense of what the city is like. That's kind of my big thing is I really want to understand what a city feels like and not try to create any, experiences for myself at first but just kind of understand what that city's mood is and how the people are and what the city vibe is before I kind of entangle myself with all the things that the city has to offer
0: absolutely I think that's a great suggestion especially because as you're cruising around you may find something that's really fun that you'd never thought about just by
1: walking around and exploring absolutely and it gets me a sense of how the food is I think a lot of times downtown you If you go there and you don't walk around, you only find the places that are mentioned in a good Yelp review and you're never going to find the place off of the beaten path a lot of the times. And even for these little shops, you can just walk in, either grab a cup of coffee or grab a small baked good or something like that. So I really like to find those kind of places that have a really, really good vibe to it. And sometimes the only place I find them is by walking around, talking to locals, and just popping in uh, at a random place from time to time. I totally agree.
0: Well, again, Aaron, I really appreciate you coming onto the show and sharing all your tips for Nashville. Can you tell the audience a little bit about who you are, what you do, and what's the best way for them to reach you on social media?
1: My buddy and I, we have a a, uh, kind of a little small media conglomerate here in uh, Nashville called Explore, and it's spelled X-P-L-R. We create content every single day about the city of Nashville, we have a YouTube channel, and it's xplr.nash, where we put out videos about how people can explore the city. And we have a podcast called Nashville Daily. You can learn a little bit more, hear us rant about the city on a daily basis. Uh, we release that five days a week. And then we have an, an in-depth story interview where we talk about uh, Nashville a little bit in more in-depth with uh, some, some pretty well-known people in the city. Uh, so we love what we do. We love helping people explore this city. And again, just search anywhere xplr.nash. You'll be able to find us Instagram, YouTube, and uh, we do tweet just occasionally. Right on. Well, again, thanks for coming on the show and we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Awesome. Happy Nashville travelings. Thanks, Lee. Big thanks to Aaron
0: for coming out to the show and sharing his tips for Nashville. Show him some love by subscribing to his YouTube channel at Explore Nash. Send me a tweet at we travel There to show your favorite thing about Nashville. All the links we talked about today can be found at wetravelthere.com forward slash Nashville. We want to say thank you to AwardWall for being an affiliate sponsor of today's episode. It's my favorite way to track airline miles, hotel points, and other loyalty programs. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash AwardWallet to start your free account today. Join us next time as we celebrate the 100th episode of the We Travel There podcast. In this episode, my nine-year-old son, Timothy, will join me to talk about the father and son trips we've taken over the last five years. You'll join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you subscribe that we don't miss any of our upcoming destinations.